On today's pod, we have Manit and Abdullah. These two young men are actually in the biology program and they're looking for the next piece of their puzzle and trying to figure out what's next in their life based on what they've learned so far from the undergraduate experience. It was great to do this podcast because I got to meet two more people and I hope you enjoy our conversation. So please lean in to my conversation with Manit and Abdullah. All right, everybody, welcome back to the pod. Today I have two special student guests in Manit and Abdullah, and they're gonna tell me, we're gonna explore their personal journey to Ryerson as well as catch up with them this summer to see how things are going. So, uh, but let's start, Manit, welcome to the pod. Hi, nice to meet you guys. And Abdullah, you as well. Hi, thank you for having me. It's great having you both, and thank you for spending your sunny afternoon with us while we are recording this. I'm going to start with uh, Manit. Manit, tell us a little bit about yourself. I guess maybe just the program you're in and what you're looking forward to in um, the next couple of years of your degree. Yeah, so my name is Manit, just uh, turning 20 in uh, seven days. And sorry, not, not seven days, I meant five days. And I'm basically in the biology program, and undergraduate, going into my third year. Basically, I just love to play a lot of sports and everything. And where I see myself around in five years, it's probably and some sort of professional school or maybe my graduate school or trying to pursue like molecular science or something like that. Something that that's what I'm interested in. Perfect. And yeah. I do a little bit of happy be early birthday, by the way. So five days oh. is not very far. <laughs> Abdullah, tell us about, about you and uh, your role at Ryerson and what you do. I am going to my last year at Ryerson. Well, first of all, my name is Abdullah. Going to my last year at Ryerson. That is going to be my sixth year. Reason what well, part of the reason why I stayed longer than usual because usually people do like five years, but I'm kind of I'm taking one is because I wanted to do a thesis at Ryerson, and the second is because I didn't do too good in my first two years since I started repeating some courses and whatnot. But yeah, luckily I'm with the biology program. I think I mentioned I'm doing my thesis in organic chemistry because I found it to be an interesting field and it's kind of something related to what I want to do in the future. I would like to be into kind of making drugs, like legal drugs, medicines and whatnot. And I also would like to go to med school at some point. So I'm trying to do a master's and PhD while I'm at it. Awesome. You own yeah. two really, two really funny, not funny things, but things that made me smile. It's like how you, you said sixth year with such confidence and conviction. And then also how you're going to be making drugs as a way to make money. I think that's awesome. <laughs> 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 let's, let's go back in time a little bit. First of all, why are you in biology? Why, why is biology an interesting subject to you? I don't know. I just, there's something about theory that I really like memorization, just learning about the human body, plants, animals, it's just something about that. Uh, I really like just love uh, and I have a passion for. Has it something that you always wanted to, something you always had a passion for? Do you, know, do you remember when it, when it started? Yeah. So back in grade 10, when we first had, so grade nine was like a, just a little overlap of what we learned in grade eight. So elementary school. And then grade 10 was where like, it just was like a little turning point for me in my life where I, I chose science more than math or anything like that. Cause math, I was never really good at. And science was something I always wanted to pursue. And I was like, oh, shit, damn, uh, I really like science. So I was like, okay. Uh, and then I was going through the sciences. It was just through many phases of my life. I was like, okay, I think I really like, enjoy science. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to pursue this uh, going on forward. So I was like, okay, perfect. I'm just going to do this. Where's hometown, first of all, for you, Manny? I live in Markham. Okay, so you're just, just north of me, in fact. Yeah. I'm in Scarborough. Okay, so you, you, why did you choose Ryerson then? 
Ryerson, I felt like it was uh, it was close to like it was obviously I have to commute there, but I felt like if I wanted to go to any other university, this would be the closest one. In terms of just like the area that it is, it's obviously in the core. It's in the heart of Toronto. A pretty good place to just be in. It's like a business life. You would see people walking back and forth. I felt like in terms of going to another university like University of Toronto and McMaster, I wouldn't really uh, enjoy it as much. And plus, I'd be able to come back home every day instead of traveling further. And yeah, that's about it. Okay. So staying close to home, but not too close. Awesome. Well, I'm, we're glad to have you here. Abdullah, why, why science? And then your journey to Ryerson, why Ryerson? I've always been interested in science ever since I was a kid. It wasn't like something that many said he kind of, yeah, like kind of started to getting more into it in grade 10. I've always been wanting to do science as a kid. I've, I've always been wanting to become a doctor. And it's like kind of, as I grew up, I started to say specialize. Like I started to like more areas of science than others as well as once I started to learn more about it and whatnot. And I, this is kind of where I ended up at. It was like kind of infectious diseases and drugs. That's kind of the area that I was kind of found out that I'm most interested in. But I've always been wanting to be some sort of a doctor slash academic where I can kind of do research and do something, I'd say, for the world and other than myself. As for Ryerson, I chose, honestly, I chose Ryerson out of convenience. It was the closest thing to me. I live, I live at High Park. Like that's kind of, or Dundas, Dundas, like I'm blown. That's probably the closest intersection to me, and I chose Ryerson pretty much out of out of convenience because the closest place, and I wouldn't have to leave, I wouldn't have to move out or anything, and yeah, so that's pretty much it. Okay, how convenient for both of you, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's, yeah, yeah, it's very convenient. <laughs> what would you say has been like the most? And Manit, we'll start with you. What What do you say has been the most challenging thing you've experienced at Ryerson so far? Definitely getting enough sleep, coming back and forth. The commute is definitely one of the biggest problems uh, in terms of just being at Ryerson. How long does it take to commute from, from Ryerson to Markham? Well, originally during first year, I have my own car. So I do travel, do take the subway. So I go to a station and then I park over there and then take a subway all the way down. But I normally, especially during like first year where I had classes that started at 8 a.m. Majority of my classes started at 8 a.m. So I had to wake up at like five o'clock every single day and then just commute all the way down. It was just super draining and then spend the rest of my day there just going to lectures, getting some work done, and then coming back home. Commute was one of the biggest challenges at first. And then just over there in general, I guess like the jump from going from high school to uh, university was like one of the biggest ones I've actually ever, ever experienced in terms of my academics. But slowly I've, in the second year, I was able to control that and make sure everything was just running smoothly. And I like how you use the word control. So you're, <laughs> I guess you, you, your expectations, expectations changed a little bit. Yeah. So like, I mean, during first year, I would uh, stress over a lot of stuff, like even like a little list of things, maybe being like five minutes late to a class. I was like, oh my God, the world's going to end. And then in second year, I was like, okay, I'll let that slide. Even like minor changes uh, that I did from first year to second year, just like helped me perform better in school. And it just helped me overall in general. For our listeners, can you sort of maybe drill down on a few other little things you did in order to deal with this? Yeah, so basically, I would like set up a schedule for myself. First year, I was very disorganized. Obviously, it's a weird, like new to a new university, like a new school. It's like a different environment. High school, you get to see everyone every single day. But in university, there's like new faces all the time. So friend group that I was in I was just always it's not like I wasn't trying during first year obviously I was trying in first year but when you create new friends you would obviously want to hang out with them and when you hang out with them you kind of like spend a lot more time with them than actually doing more studying it's not like I was like 24 7 hanging out with them it's just that I wasn't giving my 100% per se 
So during second year, I was like, okay, I have to manage a few things. I was like, there's always a time for hanging out. There's time for just doing your own things. And there's actually a time for studying everything. So I basically planned everything out to make sure I was excelling in every part of my schedule. Totally. Makes perfect sense. Abdullah, what kind of struggles have you had uh, at Ryerson so far? Well, I think the biggest issue, especially when I first came to Ryerson, was kind of the adjusting to the university life. Again, you, at university, I, I noticed you have a lot more time compared to high school. I think it's a, it's a blessing and a curse because it seems that you have a lot of time, which you do, but sometimes you might kind of get caught by doing other things. And then I kind of neglect your work and you always think, you always think I have, oh, I have more time, I have time. But then at the end of the day, you get caught by it. So it's like, there was an example that I kind of, I set for myself. One of the examples, it's like a thing I used to say, university is like you're going down a hill with a giant rock and you're holding it with ropes. If you stay on top of it, you're kind of letting it down slowly. Then you'll be you're able to get that rock to all the way down the hill. But if you kind of let go of the rope at some point, you'll never be able to catch that rock again. And it's like, if you try to catch it, either your hands are going to hurt because of the rope, the rock is going to go down too fast. Certainly going to be some collateral damage. <laughs> that's that's yeah, it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you might have to sacrifice other things. And so I think we're just adjusting to university in general, but that might've been the biggest issue. And it's kind of like neglecting things. I'm always thinking I have time, I can do this later, you know, but uh, things didn't turn out so well. So yeah. Perfect. Many, what about countering to the we just talked about what would be the best thing that has happened to you at Ryerson so far? I guess making new friends, making new connections. I feel like when you get into university rather than in high school, you need to make like a lot of friends, connections, because I feel like the more connections you have, the more friends you have, or not just friends, just people that you, that can help benefit you, just not only like personally, but in terms of schoolwork, being more open to other people and just getting the benefits you need to help you excel in both academically and socially as well right in first year I had like a small group of people who I used to hang out with and now in second year obviously I made more friends I was expanding my uh basically the tree my branches so I had more connections more people so I was able to get more information from other people learn about new things on uh, your career paths like there were some things I didn't even know like all I thought was like there's med school but I've learned that there's also being a physician assistant and all that stuff just a few more things just increasing my knowledge and based off of that, I felt like that really helped me and excel in my academics, especially during second year. And that's one of the reasons why I was very, very successful during my uh, second year as compared to my first. Can I ask you just a follow-up question? What would you consider very successful in terms of scholastically or just personally? How did you define that success? I mean, like in terms of getting new opportunities. So I joined a lot of groups, groups outside of just our school. There's also STEM, right? There's also Anactus. There's a yeah. business school over there. So it's just like that. And then in terms of my GPA, my GPA went up very high compared to my first year. My second year was, I would say, by far like the best. And yeah, it's just in terms of that. Awesome. And so how are you coping with this COVID situation? Because you kind of used a, I think you were looking for this one word, the word support, right? That's what people do. They support you, whether they socially or whether it's just a group of new group of people to complain about, you know, that, Oh, this class is really tough, right? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. And then you have these little side conversations that just make you sort of feel good about your place in the, in the system. Yeah. Um, but with COVID you've actually, the commuting side, the thing you like least has been solved, but now you don't get that same social 
connection with people. Yeah, that's like the only down part of that. It's the it's like when you're at university, you're like, oh, I don't want to be here. And now when you're at home, you you want to be at university, talk to other people, socialize, get with other people, and all that stuff, right? So I mean, there's always a downside to one thing, right? In terms of academics, so far, I was kind of hoping that they would have opened at least by fall, but apparently uh, it's still going to be online and everything. It's going to be a different situation for sure. And we'll come back to that in the next question. Yeah. Abdullah, what about, what about you? What do you think has been the best thing that's happened to you at Ryerson so far? One of the best things that happened to me is that I fixed my sleep. This was done, let's say, at like around third year. Uh, this is when I, when I first did it. Because in the first two years, it wasn't, it wasn't that great. Second, like, I would be up all night and doing things. But it's like during one summer, this is essentially when I did it, when I started waking up at six and I'd go to bed at 10 o'clock every day. And I would keep that kind of, I was very strict on it. My friends called me for a hangout. I don't like it. You literally have to give me a week in advance for me to be a little bit lenient with my sleep. And this has kind of been the most important thing. And I, the moment I fixed it, everything fixed itself and my grades got better. I might think my health got better and my mood got better and everything kind of like I got a little bit more positive and everything started falling into place once I got my sleep together, to be honest. So I think that's probably one of the best things that, that I did at Ryerson. That's awesome. That's actually really good yeah. advice. And I completely agree in terms of sleep. That's critical. What yeah. did you, what, did, what was the, think back to the psychology of what was preventing you from getting sleep so because what you notice it's like going to the gym right once you started mm -hmm. doing it you saw the rewards instantly but i imagine it was hard to convince yourself that you had to get to that spot so what were some of the challenges you were dealing with the conflicts in your mind that were preventing you from just getting sleep the thing is i i played a lot of i still do play a lot of video games also the grades at the time weren't great so i, I needed a way to kind of i wanted to need to do something but again, I'm, the reason why I would be up all night or something, I'll be playing video games because I'm kind of too into it or, or whatever. So this is kind of was like a the barrier. Now, all I do, I just, I just wake up early and play video games in the morning instead of just staying up all night to do it. Kind of worked my way around it, but I'm still getting what I want still. But I'm like, I'm actually having a lot more time in my day to do other things that I can now, I can work out, I can study, I can, there's a lot more things that I can do within my day. So it worked out by itself. So, yeah. I had a big smile on my face when you said that you were playing video games. The yeah, so, yeah. so are you playing less video games or are you still uh, playing the same amount? No, it's actually, so the thing is my sleep schedule before was I would be, and I, I kid you not, it was 12 hours of sleep and 12 hours of doing things in, during the day. So obviously 12 hours of sleep is a lot. I literally mean the 12 hours. Sometimes we go to 13, 14. But now, it's Seriously? Just, now wow. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Now that I kept my sleep to eight and I'm actually getting eight hours, I have, I managed to get extra four hours out of in my day that I would be spent sleeping. So those four hours went to, I would be playing video games and the rest of the day I would do whatever it is that needs to be done. Is this just a phenomenon of aging or is it something I, that- Honestly, I honestly, I honestly do not know. It's just kind of, I think just like once you discover it, because now I'm a kind of a sleep fanatic. Every time I see a person, I just kind of like go and preach sleeping on them. Like, hey, you should go to sleep early <laughs> and wake up early because it's the best thing you can do. And honestly, I do believe it is the best thing because when I, I've met a lot of students and a lot of first years, second years, even people in my uh, fourth years and fifth years, I see that they don't sleep a lot. And I'm telling you, I'm like, if you think about it, I'm like, there's literally, you have 16 hours. If you follow a strict sleep schedule, you literally have 16 hours in your day. And I kind of joke around and joke about it. Like you can literally do a master's <laughs> in those in those 16 hours that like, you can do a whole read. But again, obviously it's not it's a joke. I say it as a joke. But I emphasize people that like you get a lot more time in your day to do other things. I had a reward system in my head when I was doing it at first because I'm thinking like, okay, 
I still wanted to play video games, but I needed a way to play video games and just still do my work. So the best way to do it is to try to get more time out of my day by waking up and sleep and going to bed early. It's a cool, it's a cool story and it's great advice for everybody. I mean, sleep is very important. And, and now I assume your most productive time of the day is the morning? Yeah, I do things in the morning, like I study in the morning and I still have like time I just play video games after or I wake up, make breakfast, play video games a little bit in the morning and then I study and then I'll do whatever. It doesn't have to be studying any type of work that I have to do. And then, yeah, like in the afternoon I'll study. During the school, this is kind of why I would say the quarantine has been a little it's somewhat difficult at first to adjust to because I really had, I was like a robot during the school, which is nothing I'm complaining about. During times of the, of the week, you would literally find me at the same spots on a certain time of the week because this is how I was like kind of, I had a strict routine where I'd go to the library, study for X amount of hours, go to the gym, work out for X amount of hours, and I have work for X amount of hours. And it was, it was a routine and it kind of was, was working out nicely and my video games would be on the weekends. So like a, we, on weekends in the mornings, this is kind of when I would get most of, because everything would be done and whatever. And so, yeah. Yeah, and I think routine is the right word. I think having a routine, even the yeah, best yeah. performance, highest performance athletes in the world have a yeah. routine. And that routine yeah. is critical at, at achieving excellence. Good stuff. Yeah, I go to the gym a lot. And there was at a certain time, I was not able to, I plateaued at a certain weight that I wasn't able to go over because of, I think it was the bad sleep habits. But when I started to do that, I was able since I had more time in my day, I was literally able to eat more in the day. So it worked out for everything. So it wasn't yeah. just my, my education. It was for literally everything. I completely agree. Yeah. I think that's true of everybody. Awesome. Good, good advice. Thank you. Mm. So many back to you. So what, how, did, how did your semester end? And then maybe what concerns you about the fall semester in terms of the transition? This last semester, we actually started in the classroom and ended remotely. But now, at the very least, we'll be starting remotely maybe we'll get to end in the classroom or wrap up what what happened at the end of the semester that went well for you what didn't and then what your concerns are for the fall well at the end of the semester i think i i finished off pretty strong so we were just given take home exams for i think three of my classes and just one final exam which was uh, conducted online through d2l i was just since like i said since we didn't have to commute or anything i was just uh focused on more of my studying just eating sleeping and just studying all the time I felt like since we ended off remotely, it wasn't too bad since we had information, like in terms of labs and everything, data was given to us and we just had to basically finish the lab off through just like a formal report. But I feel like as if we were to start from with like online virtually on like through the fall, it'd be like a bit more challenging. Also because of labs, I mean, sometimes when we're given data, it's not like always like clear as to what we're supposed to be doing since there's not always a clear rubric. I mean, they could be providing us a rubric in terms of labs and everything in the fall semester. But as of right now, like how we ended it off, uh, it was just some people did good. Some people did bad. I don't know. It was just like a mix of everything. But I felt yeah. like I finished off pretty strong during the, this the last semester. Over and, and, and I mean, you've already sort of admitted the idea that commute, not having the commute is a huge obstacle that you, you get around. So what, what about in the fall? What are, you, what are your uh, thoughts, feelings about that? I'm honestly kind of like nervous because it's like I've never really I'm not a big fan of doing like virtual school. I've, I've never done an online course before. I'm also going to I'm going to be doing one in just on, starting on the 26th as well. So and that too, it's a math course. So I'm not really sure what to expect in terms of like how we're supposed to do calculations and everything and all that stuff. But in terms of fall, I, I feel like the courses where you don't have to do math or anything like that or like too many calculations and stuff like that, I feel like that would be fine, it, more theory-based. But the only concern I have is uh, labs and how those are going to be conducted. 
because they are a part of curriculum and I'm not sure how they would be conducted. Yeah. And I think psychologically it's very different when you end versus start, right? Like there's a lot of uncertainty in starting anything and you don't get into a rhythm and you don't make those social networks that you referred to, right? The new social networks, like who's in my class, who can I work with? And I think something else you said earlier that I really like too, is that if you think about the most important, and this goes to everybody, all our listeners, the most important skills that you develop in university are transferable skills, like how to communicate, how to be self-aware, how to do teamwork, how to collaborate, right? Yep. And all of those things require other people exactly. to master, right? And if you don't have them, it's a real, it, how do you do it? And I yep. think that's a, a really good point. Abdullah, well, how did your uh, semester end? And what do you uh, see as being maybe some of the challenges of the fall semester? The shift to online was kind of sudden that it threw everybody off and myself included that again, you don't have that routine of being at a library or going to a gym or go for a walk or whatever. So it's like when you, everything is at home and the problem, I say the biggest problem was kind of getting into a new routine, different kind of routine where you're in a closed space or at home or somewhere where you can actually get to all most of your work done. For the most part, I managed to stay on top of it except for one class that I left it till the end. But luckily it was a take-home exam that I was professor. He gave us a lot of time to, from when he gave us the exam and from when we can hand it in. So I had a lot of time to actually review notes, do practice problems and whatnot. It was all right. Like it, it ended, how the semester ended, I would have liked it to be kind of in person. But again, there's nothing we, we could have done about it. Yeah. And so what about the fall? What, do you, what, do you, what concerns you moving forward? To be honest, now the biggest problem with, with what happened in the winter is that it caught us all by surprise. But I think for the fall, everyone is going to be a lot better prepared for it. Even the instructors themselves, now they, like, they know kind of it's going to be online ahead of time. So they know how to kind of structure this, their lectures and their slides and how to deliver the material. So I'm expecting it to be easier even for myself because now I'm kind of trying to get build my routine back and I kind of getting into the mindset of be at home. I'll be taking these classes at home online. So I have to make sure to get my work done on time and whatnot and not procrastinate. So I think, I, I think it should be easier for myself. I can't speak for everybody, but I think for myself, I think I sh- I'm going to have an easier time adjusting to the fall compared to last winter. And what are you worried about? I know you were signed up to do a thesis or you were hoping yeah, to do yeah. a thesis. Or what would this yeah. look like so, if you couldn't get oh, to the lab? Oh, well, honestly, yeah, this is probably the one concern. I do not know how because Dr. Veer, he hasn't kind of told us anything about how this is going to happen. I'm hoping that we'd still have to actually, for that part of the thing, we'd still have to be attending the lab and kind of seeing things because for a field like organic chemistry, where you need to actually learn things, visualize things and get hands-on experience rather than just reading about it. So it's probably that's really the most concern, my most concern, how the co- this whole online thing is going to affect that thesis project that I want, that I'm going to have. Because I want, like, I'm doing the organic chemistry because I actually like the study and I want to be able to learn as much as I can. And I think I would be able to learn the most if I'm actually attending a lab rather than reading remotely about it or whatnot. And just so that everybody knows and all our listeners as well, we are now going through phase one of reopening the lab. So while classrooms, because of their large size, probably, and labs as well, undergraduate labs, they probably won't be offered. It's very likely that we'll be back in the research laboratories before the end of the first semester. And that includes undergraduate thesis students as well. Okay, let's do something fun. Let's, let's shift gears a little bit. I always like to ask these, we call them rapid fire type questions on the pod. We normally ask them to our faculty and staff colleagues, but we're now trying to get to know our students a little bit more too. And uh, so this will be fun. Me, I'm gonna start with you. 
but what factoid do my peers know least about me? I guess I'm very, very strong. Physical strength. Physical strength, yeah. So if you were in a wrestling match and somebody was just horsing around, you'd pin them to the ground in a second. For sure. (laughs) Okay, so do you work out a lot? Yeah, I do. I went to a sports high school, Bill Crothers Secondary School. And uh, it's basically a lot of athletes. So we have like Olympic athletes that normally go out. So there's in the Toronto Maple Leafs, Travis Dermott. He graduated from high school. And there's a girl named Bianca Andrescu who beat uh, Serena Williams. Oh, we all know who Bianca is. Yeah, so she was in my English class. So, Whoa. Yeah. But <laughs> so, I, I thought she was from Mississauga. So then that means the place in Markham is recruiting from all over the GTA. Yeah, so all over the GTA, people from Keswick, all the, everywhere, they come to Crothers over there. It's located in Markham, yeah. Cool. I did not know of this school. Awesome. Yeah. You've been horsing around with this, some really strong people. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, that's cool. Wow. She yeah. was actually in your English class. How big was your English class? It was uh, with 30 people. So we had, teacher's name was Miss Timbersky, and she was just sitting, always sitting in the front of the class all the time. And, was yeah. she a good student? Oh, uh, yeah. She was a really good student. Yeah. She was a high performance wow. athlete. Wow. And, uh, and a good school. Wow. That should be your factoid that you went, <laughs> that's early. That's a good, that's a winner. <laughs> but I'm glad we got to that. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, Abdullah, what would, uh, what factoid do my colleague or peers know least about me? I mean, not a lot of people know, like only a few people actually know this, but uh, I play Yu-Gi-Oh! The card game, like it was based on an anime from back in the day. And there's like a, I still have my cards and I have a friend who I can meet up with every now and then. We haven't obviously since the quarantine, but it's, it's like one of the side things that I spend money on and, you know, play. It's similar to Magic the Gathering. I don't know if people know about that, but it's, yeah, it's just a card game that I kind of, I'm into. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Manit, back to you. What famous person current or otherwise, would you most like to go to dinner with and why? I would say Khabib Nurmagomedov. He's a UFC fighter. It's because growing up, so as I went to the sports high school, I also did uh, Muay Thai. It's like a form of mix, mixed martial art. He's uh, a UFC fighter and I, I would love to grapple with him one day because he's one of the top contenders in the lightweight division. He's a very, very, very good fighter. He's 28-8-0 and um, I'm looking forward to see his next fight as well. I feel very inspired because of it. he's a very humble guy very much respected and yep cool cool yeah. what question would you ask him i'm not sure about a question but i would definitely would like to grapple with him because he, he's been grappling with bears since he was very very young so with a bear yeah with a bear yeah like an like an actual bear like yeah. an, uh, an animal yeah like Ooh. an animal like an actual bear yeah there's like youtube videos on him on uh with him doing it Holy moly. The same bear? Hopefully something that won't eat him. Yeah, it was a bear, yeah. <laughs> Can I go back just quickly to your school? Did you have to apply separately or that just was your local school? No, so you have to apply. So you needed like a minimum of like 80% in all your courses in elementary school. And then okay. you did three references from like outside of your school. Did um, you have to have a physical, like a skill? Like a, did you have to join into a team or join into a sport? Or could you just go in yeah, normally so with the interest? So, like, if you were to play a sport inside your elementary school, that would be, like, considered. But majority of them would uh, want, like, you to play outside, like, rep school, like, rep uh, rep teams and all that stuff. And they would need, like, uh, coaches' references and all that stuff. So, and you would – our school, we will only have one month of vacation. So, majority of uh, high schools would have two months, right? So, yeah. but we would start school back in August. I know this is talk about me now, but I yeah. have uh, I have a school similar to that in my neighborhood. So Birchmont Collegiate is also 
one of these high performance schools. Did you have any real tough competitions from other schools in the GTA? Yeah, we've uh, Vaughn, especially we had like a lot of competition against the people in Vaughn. There's a, a high school over there. And then Langstaff High School was also one of the other high schools that we've had like a lot of competition with. A lot of sporting events took place in our school. We had like uh, three track fields. Sorry, we had one track field with like a football field in there. We had one turf field and one soccer field. And inside our high school, we had our high school is four floors. So in the four floors on the very main floor, we would have like two gyms. And then we would have one ply room, one cardio room, one yoga room. And then there was like another gym on the third floor closer, right beside our cafeteria. I went to a very budget high school. So (laughs) in in a very rural area of Northern Ontario. So I feel like I missed something. You must've really liked your high school experience. It sounds like it was super fun for sure. Awesome. All right, Abdullah, back to you. What famous person, current or otherwise, would you most like to go for dinner with and why? I would like to go to dinner with Denzel Washington. He's one of my favorite actors and I really like kind of his mentality. He's like, he's kind of gives a lot of motivational talks and I've kind of seen him on like a lot of interviews or whatever. And I think we and him think alike somewhat. We have like a similar, I'd say mindset. So I would like to kind of go, obviously I'd want to meet him first of all, and then like kind of sit down and after I, after my my fanning all over him and taking pictures and getting signatures or whatnot, then I would kind of uh, uh, get, I would get a little bit serious and start talking. Like, I feel he's someone that I can kind of sit down and have a, like one of those deep life conversations with. I feel like that's why I want to kind of meet him. Yeah, no, he would be awesome. I never thought Denzel never popped into my first little list, but now after you just said that, I think I would, he's got such swagger, like this human confidence that you just, yeah. But it, like a solid moral background compass. Like, yeah, so I, I totally see what you're saying. And it always freaked me out. I forget what movie he was. Was it tra- not Training Day? He was the bad guy. And I remember thinking the entire time, oh, no, it can't be Denzel. It can't be Denzel. Like, literally. And then sure enough, <laughs> he's the guy who can sell that really well. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so um, Abdul, we're going to stick with you for this next question. So complete the sense, if I was not a biology student at Ryerson, I would like to be? A mathematician. A mathematician. Yeah. So you love math then? Uh, I do. I am, Brian, I'm, I am so much better at math than I am at biology. So Manit, are you listening to that? Because you, yeah. you're going to take a statistics course this summer. So mm-hmm. you've, you've just met Abdullah. It sounds like he can maybe help you out tutor oh, you. Yeah. For sure. Maybe you, maybe uh, you more, could give him some more of the calculus, ideas. More of the calculus uh, <laughs> part of math because I, I do not like physics very much, but I loved calculus in high school and university. Statistics, I was like, you know, like, okay, like I didn't really like it very much, but like math is, I understand it very much. I, I can spend half the, I like, can you spend half the time that I would for math that I do for biology. I'm just better at getting math and I enjoy doing it, the practice problems. And then again, people... But like you're weird. I'm like, I'm like, who likes math? I'm like, well, I don't know. I just, I do. But um, have you ever thought about like doing something in computer science? Because the math, 100%, math plus... 100% I did. One, yeah, 100% I did. I've, at some point I've did like, again, I don't know if every university student goes through this, but like the doubts of, am I in the right program? Am I in the uh, right place? Should I even be studying biology? Maybe I should be, because again, I, like I said, I do like video games. So I was like, maybe I should be a video game developer or just go switch to computer science. I thought of all of that. But again, I kept on, I would get reinforced all like every time, you no, know, I think I'm in the right place. And I kind of, once I learn more about biology, like I get more fascinated. I'm like, yes, this is really what I want to do. And math is I like it, and I, but I just, I don't think I would, I would want to do it more than I would with biology or the field of science in general. 
Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So um, back to you, Manit. Complete the following sentence. If I was not a biology student at Ryerson, I would like to be? An architect, for sure. Ah, yeah. Very cool. What is it that fascinates you about architecture? I don't know. Just like the landscaping, the drawing of the blueprints of everything of like houses or like buildings in general. I really enjoyed that. Back in high school when I was also in grade 10, I was like, I took a technological design course. So like working with computers, designing different like, uh, blueprints, houses and stuff, working hands-on too. So I, I kind of got that little experience back then too. But then uh, I, I really, I really, really enjoyed science. I stuck with that. Cool. Very cool. And we'll stick with you for this next question too many. Something in the top 10 of your bucket list. Skydiving for sure is one of them. Ooh, I yeah. would never do that in a thousand, <laughs> thousand years. Good for you. Why, why does jumping from a plane that works fascinate you? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the world would be very, very beautiful like the, just to get to see. Like, I love to travel, especially like uh, I just went to Blue Mountain yesterday with my family. And I don't know. I just like love traveling, love seeing the world. I feel like the world would be very, very beautiful just seeing outside when you're just jumping through in the middle of the air looking at everything. I would find so much peace by just looking at everything for sure. I think your heart would be about to explode. So peace <laughs> may not be the feeling that you get immediately, but upon reflecting, I think you're yeah. probably right. Abdullah, what about you? What is in the top 10 of your bucket list? See, had you not asked me about the celebrity, I would have said to meet Denzel Washington. But now that you already did, I think something I would really like to do is I would like to spend, I'd like to build a computer that is worth at least $1,000. I want to build like a gigantic gaming computer that can even though i've already spent a lot of money on my on my the computer that i have because i also built this on my own and i kind of on my own and I, I spent a lot of money on it but i kind of want to just go and drop like a little bit 10 grand or 15 grand on on a computer but uh, i wouldn't do this obviously now because uh, i don't have that kind of money but you know in the future perfect awesome yeah. and we'll stick with you again for the next question what would you say what are you most grateful for i'd say my mother my mother is probably the person that i am the most grateful for she's scared of me she still still makes me food and i'm well, no, i think i know she's the person that loves me the most and i kind of obviously I, I love her the most but she's like i think she's the person that i would attribute with me in the future is from someone asked me like what is what would you accredit your success to it would be three things i would start by i would say the first I would, I would accredit my success to the grace of god and then i would accredit my success to my hard work and my mother those three things that my mother will always be on that list because I think she's always been there for me and she's always supported me no matter what like in life and in general. So, yeah. Awesome. That's nice. I like that a lot. All right, Minnie, what would you say you're most grateful for? My family, for sure. My mother, obviously, and uh, my, my dad as well. I'm pretty sure majority of like my, uh, my, both my parents were immigrants coming from a different country, learning a new language, staying over here. And I don't know, like I was fortunate to have my parents. They've always like got me everything I've always wanted. I've, there was never a point where like I've asked something and they never got me. Like I'm kind of like spoiled if I'm not going to lie. But uh, I mean, they've always done so much for me. And I don't know, just them in general and especially my sister. I feel like there's one thing, I don't know, in the Fast and Furious movies, there's, a, there's this key thing that they always say, everything's always about family. And I feel like that is true because no matter how much or like there's a lot of things that could bring you happiness just for like a little amount of time. But I feel like having a family that helps you always and is always at your back and there to support you. I feel like that's what I'm like the most grateful for, for sure. Awesome. That's, yeah. These are nice sentiments, you know, it's Father's Day is coming up too. And, and we just had Mother's Day last month. So you got good kids, you guys. I hope your parents are listening. Okay, Manit, we'll stick with you again. What concerns you the most about the future? 
just my career in general. It's like, I'm, I know I'm going on a path where, yeah, I'm like studying, just doing my work, but I'm not quite sure where like life's going to really take me because there's always a turn that in everyone's life where like, oh, you might be doing one thing, but then all of a sudden you might be going to something else. So I'm just like, kind of like, it's not like I'm worried, but it's just like, I'm just very curious as to where like life's going to take me that in general, for sure. And we had a program called Rise and Match that we try to address those things. And certainly that it's a lot of it concerns, a lot of people. So that's, that's a fair, fair concern. Yeah. Abdullah, what, uh, what concerns you most about the future? To be quite honest, I don't have much concern of the future. I, I say this not because I think I'm going to be safe or the world's going to be fine. I just think everything is going to play out as it should be. And I think hard work will pay off. I believe that hard work pays off for whoever you are. So I think in terms of like some people might be worried about their careers in the future or how they're going to end up. But I think if you, myself, I think if I'm going to stick to this, to this field that I'm, that I'm in and I kind of work my hardest to be the best that I can be, I think I will be fine. And, and so this is like, there's not much, like I'm not really scared of what the future holds. More like it's like, like when he said, I'm curious to, what to, see, to see how it turns out, but I think everything will play as it should be. Yep. I agree. Hard work and the way you treat others. I think that would be one caveat. I add your, the way you treat others always comes back to yep. the way to you, to how your life plays out. Awesome. Okay. And so Abdullah, what piece of advice would you give your second year self? Well, sleep better. That, that's for sure. That's uh, I think I would, I would tell my second year self to sleep better. Cause I think once I fixed that and my whole routine and life kind of turned around, it's uh, so I think that was really the key to, you know, to the person I am today, I, I think it was the sleep had a huge factor. It's also say kind of not to worry too much because up to today, even though I am doing a six year, which is technically you would, you'd say this is late and I'm doing it not because I like school. I'm, even though I do, I like education and everything and knowledge and whatnot, but I'm, I'm doing it because I didn't do too good in the first two years. But everything I've done so far, every regret that I've had in the past has turned into gratitude. So if I hadn't, done badly in the first two years, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have met the people that I have met. I wouldn't have had the same opportunities. I wouldn't have, my life would be completely different. Maybe for better or worse, I do not know, but I am grateful for what I have today. Everything that I used to regret has turned into gratitude, except actually one thing that I didn't take Spanish because uh, I would have loved to, uh, I like Spanish. I wanted to learn in high school, but there was, the program was kind of canceled. And I think if I had learned like in high school, we I was honestly, I had a lot of Spanish friends and I was, I was beginning to speak Spanish. And I think if I pursued it in university, I think I would have been able to speak Spanish by now. But now I can still learn Spanish, but I'll have to do it sometime in the future once I get more time to take Spanish courses outside of the way and whatnot. But and you will always have that opportunity, I'm sure. And, and I like yeah. that piece of advice. Keep calm and carry on. So, Manit, you're, you're just finishing up your second year. But if you were to talk to yourself last fall, what yeah. piece of advice would you give yourself? I would just say to reduce stress i feel like stress is one of the major points key things that like kind of holds you back when you're studying especially during exam season or midterm season it's like when you're studying it's like oh my god i'm not doing enough or it's i'm not studying properly or it's like just procrastination in general and like stress just comes with along with studying i feel like if you just remove that and just take things one step at a time one day at a time everything would just work out eventually just work hard like just like abdullah said first year i was working hard but i was having like i had a lot of stress under me I didn't stop that hard work. I continued to do that hard work during second year as well. At this time, I, I reduced my stress and I, I excelled way better than I did in first year for sure. 
Yeah. There are certain things that it's always wise to just let go, right? Like they're not, they're not big deals, yeah. put it in perspective and yeah, keep calm and carry on. Yeah. Awesome stuff, guys. Guys, we could do this all day, but it was, it's been awesome to spend some time with you to get you to know you both. I, I had many collisions with Abdullah, but I hadn't had the opportunity to really chat with you many before. So this has been cool. And uh, next time you see Bianca, say hello to uh, her for us for the, from the pod. <laughs> if you, if you sure. ever get that opportunity yeah. or whoever's famous uh, from your yeah. school. <laughs> but yeah, thanks guys for spending this hour with us and letting us get to know you a little bit better today. All right. No Thank problem. You for having us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yep. All right. Have a great day, guys. You too. Take care.